0: Mind, body, spirit, the martial arts are a way of life. Attack life, not others, is an insight into that life. With Sensei Tim Hoover. All right, so just breaking down the martial arts and the uniqueness of the martial arts as far as mind, body, and spirit. And again, not necessarily in that order, but in the order as to how it affected me, and it might affect others differently. But for me, it was first the physical change. As I progressed in the martial arts and year after year after year, I realized that it required constant training. I couldn't just, I couldn't be a weekend warrior, Uh, even though my life was busy and uh, my confidence level was changing and all the things around me. One of the biggest things mentally was I felt a certain sense of responsibility that came along with that confidence. I became more aware of who I was and more aware of who I did not want to be my mind opened up and I became more aware of how proficient I want to become to do that. I had to make better choices as to what I ate, what I drank, and all of a sudden I felt this sense of strength, almost like you're blowing up a balloon and you feel puffed up in a sense, and I did not want to feel puffed down. I didn't want to add anything in my system that was going to break the agility, the speed and all the different things. So, all of a sudden my mind had more awareness about choices. So the choices were huge. It was like stepping in this huge grocery store and seeing that, nah, I don't think I want the chocolate cake. I think I'm going to rather have some some fish. And all all of a sudden, my diet changed. My sleep habits changed. And the next thing that changed was who I hung around with. And the positive influence that the people made in the martial arts dojo or dojang, um, all of a sudden, I felt that you need to um, fly together. You know, birds of a feather flock together. And so the change started to happen mentally. The other thing is, you move through the martial arts. You do, if you have a good teacher, they teach you certain patterns, movements. Some called kata uh, blocks movements, and you can't in baseball and in other sports. You choose either the left or the right, whatever you are innately born with, your strong side. And so, in the martial arts, you can't do that. So the left has to be as strong and as coordinated as the right. So you're actually working more on the weak side than you are on the strong side. Now. Competitively, I guess, in some sports, you know, you can get away with that, but not the martial arts from an artistic point of view. If you're just looking at it from um, maybe a competitive point of view, you can go in with your lead with your left shoulder or whatever. But really, if you want to enhance and strengthen your whole body, the right arm feeds the left the same way, the left leg and the right leg, the left side and the right side, whether you're down the ground or standing up. They all have to be even keeled. They all have to work together with the same type of strength factor. So it wasn't about working on your strength. It was about maintaining the strength and building the weakness up to that strength level. So not knowing it at the time when this started to happen, my brain started to almost like be remapped in a schematic kind of way. All of a sudden, you know, my left arm was blocking over my left leg and my right arm was blocking over my right leg. There was a sense of realignment. And so the mapping in my brain became clearer. So the awareness increased. My thought process increased. Now, you might think I'm talking about some superhuman leap. I'm not. This took years and years to develop. But the gift of the matter is is that to me it became a medicine. To me it became as important as a breath. And a lot of people when they say the martial arts is a way of life, they're not talking, it's not a religion. It's just that you step into a pattern of a movement and a pattern of a way that strengthens you that you just don't want to give up. And I think that's what keeps and maintains the long-term relationships in the martial arts. We went around the dojo the other night. Everybody said how many years they've been training with me. Now, I've been married 41 years, and my kids are older, and a lot of what I do, I've been doing for a long time. But, you know, you talk about relationships, and you think, well, who do you have in your life that's been around for 30 years? 20 years, depending on how old you are, 35 years. Well, first, my son-in-law says I've been training for 35 years, and then another student named Phil, he says, well, I think I'm training 25 or 26 years, and we're going around the dojo, and I'm real, like, collectively, we had, oh, maybe two to 300 years or so that all together we've been training two to three days a week. Now, that's not because of money. It's because we find something that is so good to do, And if we do it all together, we dance in the same kind of rhythm. and We walk out of there feeling like a million bucks. So that when you grab onto this thing, the martial arts, you cannot just do it on weekends. You become addicted in a good way. The brain is remapping itself. You're physically getting stronger. And then, uh, you know, you feel guilty when you don't make a class. I guess that's a good guilt. So that's what started happening with mentally. Now The next podcast and last one on this topic is going to be the spiritual connection. And I'll talk about that next. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on Sensei Hoover's way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman, social socialmedia.com.